morning, everyone. And good morning to everyone who's watching online as well. And let's say a good morning to the choir as well. It's funny because I was just talking to them as they were coming in, and I usually don't get to see them because they're behind me, and I never know who's singing for me each week. Uh, I never know who's going to be back there. So uh, Catherine Barnes is having a work day today right after this service for Vacation Bible School. So if you want to help, this is a great day. I told the early service, this is a great way to help with Vacation Bible School. If you don't want to work with kids, you can help set up for Vacation Bible School. And it's not just today. You're going to have other work days too. So check with Catherine on ways that you can help uh, during actual Vacation Bible School or with help setting up. Um, The flowers on the altar today, um, they are in memory of Robert and Charlie Nell Johnson uh, for their birthdays this month given by their family. Um, So uh, if you do have kids, again, sign them up for Vacation Bible School coming up. Next Sunday... Don't show up at this time, all right? You're going to want to come one hour earlier. It's a combined service. Uh, at 10 a.m., Keith Elder's going to be with us, and um, he's going to be speaking and leading music. Right after the service, here's the best part. Are you ready? Hot dogs and ice cream after the service? It's going to be great. I know Ken Casey's excited, so it's going to be a good time. Um, this Thursday, May 28th, is Teacher Appreciation Day at Stripland Elementary. Our mission team is going to be supplying their lunch, and then they're also giving gift cards to the teachers of the month. So uh, give it up for our missions team and continue to pray for them as they do great things. Um, As you notice, we had a bake sale today for any junior high going to Camp Sumatanga, so thank you for anyone that stopped by there. Um, June the 5th um, is two Sundays away. The youth are invited and encouraged to come to the early service that Sunday, because after that uh, celebration service on June the 5th, we're going kayaking. So it's going to be great, and uh, we're not going to let Pastor Sam come, I guess, because he's going to have to stay and preach, so I don't know. Um, And just uh, make sure you sign up for Vacation Bible School. That's our biggest announcement right now. So let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, we are so thankful that we can come together and worship today. We pray that you will calm our hearts and our minds and help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
please remain standing and join us in the affirmation of faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Please be seated. We're so grateful for the way this church gives their time and their talents, their gifts and passions, and gives their tithes and offerings to support the ministries that we do in this community. Enables us to do things like vacation Bible school and things like that and support our missionaries and our mission in this community. So as we do that, let's pray as we ask the Lord to prepare our hearts for giving our offerings and our gifts. Oh, Lord, you've given so much to us, and we're so grateful. And we pray, Lord, that as we give these tithes and offerings to you, as we give our gifts and our passions and even our own unique style and serve you in the way that you've called us, we pray that you would take all of that and further your kingdom's advance. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you. Please be seated. Each Sunday during the month of May, we're highlighting a different missionary. Just a little reminder that because of um, being a connectional church, the United Methodist Church is able to support missionaries in 60 different countries around the world, 250 missionaries. And we're not doing all 250 of them, but we are highlighting one for us today. We have the picture up there. Um, okay. The, the missionary that we're highlighting today is, is named Tricia Manns. She is a missionary with the United Methodist General Board of Global Ministries. She's from Atlanta, Georgia, and she is serving in Seoul, South Korea. So this is a reminder to pray for people, our missionaries like Tricia Manns, who is a long, long way. going to have a chance uh, as y'all know in in June we have our annual conference and every year you might not know at annual conference we take up a special offering for the North Alabama conference for something that's going on right now our our offering this year at annual conference is going to be for support for the Ukrainian refugees and there is a little video I want to show you right now uh, about the special offering that we will be taking in a couple of weeks since the 1990s, the North Alabama Conference has had a strong presence in Eastern Europe. Here are some of the ways our conference has built relationships there. Supported two missionary families. Shared their homes and their lives with the children of Chernobyl. to Simatonga's International Peace Camp, helped build up Camp Wesley, their own Simatonga. Now we have another opportunity to support our friends and partners in Eastern Europe. United Methodists in the Baltics are opening their churches, their homes, and their hearts to vulnerable people forced to leave Ukraine. We invite your congregation to join us in showing love and support to Ukrainian refugees. Our special offering will help our friends in their work. We will give through the advance, knowing that 100% of our gift will be used for this purpose. Thank, Thank you, you for, for giving, giving generously. Did you recognize Since some the North 19th. Alabama folks in that video? If you've been around for a while, you might have recognized Patrick Friday, who's been a missionary in the Baltics, as well as Dale and Kelly Clem and their family who have served over in that area. And, and so two weeks from today, on the first Sunday of June, uh, when we have um, on Pentecost Sunday, when we have communion, we, we normally take up a, a special offering for communion, but we're going to have a special basket that's set aside for anybody that wants to give for help for the, supporting the Ukrainian refugees. And then when Pastor Andy and I and our delegates go down to annual conference, then we will place our offering with the offering of other United Methodist churches in North Alabama and hopefully have um, a lot of support for our Ukrainian refugees and our brothers and sisters over there. Um, that is a really good segue into our prayer time because uh, we have all been praying for uh, the people of Ukraine and those in surrounding countries that are receiving these refugees. But we have other needs that we're praying for too. And we want to know what your prayer requests are. You can send them to us. You can write them on a card and give them to us. We have a prayer team that prays every week over those prayer needs. And I want to ask you to join me in prayer right now. Our kind and gracious Heavenly Father, we give you thanks for this beautiful day, for the chance to come together and worship you for your strong presence that is with us whenever we gather in your name. And Lord, we ask that as we gather together in your presence, that whatever is on our mind and hearts that might hinder us from giving our full attention to you, that we would just set that aside for right now, because this is your time. The music is already speaking to our hearts and the liturgy and the worship we ask that the scripture that is read today will find fertile ground in our hearts 
and would bring forth the fruit of the Spirit. Our Father, as we turn to you, we realize that we have needs for healing in our lives. We have needs for forgiveness in our lives. And you have, have provided both of those for us. You are a redeeming God. You are a forgiving and merciful God, and we thank you for that. And we just ask that you would redeem us, that you would bring beauty out of our brokenness. Lord, for the needs that we have on our hearts, for ourselves, and for those that we love, for those who are struggling with sorrow and grief, for those who are battling physical and mental illnesses, for those who just need strength to carry on and a reason to keep on keeping on, we ask, Lord, that you would be that provider as well, that your strong Holy Spirit would be in our midst and that you would be everything that we need you to be for us, your children, your much-loved children. And now as children of yours, with confidence, we pray the prayer that Jesus taught his disciples, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Miss Catherine is going to take our children to Children's Church. She's down here to my left and to your right. And here looks like you have some customers, Miss Catherine. Oops. And as for the rest of us, we're going to stand and sing together our hymn of preparation, number 347.
Don't we have great music in this church? Are you kidding me? I love it. Yeah. And Ezra did a great job pinch hitting for JT today. Go, go Ezra, right? Um, speaking of great music, Pastor Andy has already mentioned next week is Memorial Day weekend, of course, and we're doing something special. We're having one service at 10 o'clock, so bring all your friends and your kitties and cousins, and um, you're going to get to hear something special. Now, honestly, you had me at hot dogs and ice cream, Pastor Andy. After the service, we're going to have hot dogs and ice cream because Memorial Day, right? But at the 10 o'clock service, my friend uh, Keith Elder is going to sing and preach. He's a retired United Methodist pastor, singer-songwriter. Here's one of his songs. I'm going to give you a little clip uh, of what you're going to hear next Sunday. family where there's laughter in the rafters and there's love in every room I'm blessed for the moment and forever to have godly parents praying she'll come to know the truth doesn't know not everybody gets the cakes and birthday parties some don't get the good night kiss no way she knows how blessed she is well that's keith and he writes his own songs and plays his guitar and in between the songs that that uh, he does he preaches and brings the word and you're going to love him. I promise you're just going to love him. Today we're going to look at the Gospel of John chapter 14. I invite you to look over there with me. If you, uh, if you want to follow along on the screen, you can follow along the screen. And uh, if you want to just open your Bible or just open your ears and your hearts and listen as I share the Gospel. John chapter 14 verses 23 through 29 today. Jesus answered him, those who love me will keep my word and my father will love them and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words and the word that you hear is not mine but is from the father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you but the advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom God will send in my name will teach you everything and remind you of all that I've said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. You heard me say to you, I'm going away. I'm coming to you. If you love me, you would rejoice that I'm going to the Father because the Father is greater than I. And I have told you this before it occurs so that when it does occur, you may believe. Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Our family uh, has some movies that we love that mm, maybe didn't necessarily get the greatest reviews, but we still love them. Okay, we're, you know, we just love them. I can't explain why. One of them is Home Alone 3. Um, now, not Home Alone 1, okay, that everybody loves. Not Home Alone 2, which didn't quite live up to Home Alone 1. Home Alone 3. Now, I know, I know, the first one is our favorite, and I know that it had Macaulay Culkin as Kevin, and it had, uh, oh, my favorite were the crooks, Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern as the bad guys. It doesn't have any of that, but we still love it. And it has this little kid, Alex, who's an eight-year-old boy, and he gets chicken pox, and he has to stay home alone uh, I couldn't be home alone if there wasn't a kid home alone. He has to stay home alone because his mom gets called into work. So meanwhile, while he's home alone, there's this international group of terrorists, you know, that are trying to get their hands on a secret computer microchip. 
and the microchip has been hidden inside this little toy radio control car and Alex has the car and he doesn't know that it has a secret microchip in there. He just knows he likes playing with his remote control car. Now, I'm not going to tell you, any, anybody seen, okay, anybody else? Anybody? anybody oh, okay, the mom down here has seen it. Okay, so um, he doesn't know it, you know, and I'm not going to spoil the rest of the plot of the movie if you want to watch it yourself, but there's just a scene I want to tell you about. This is a scene when his mom gets called into work and she has to leave little eight-year-old Alex home alone. She feels guilty. He feels bad. He's got the chicken pox. He's in his bed. And she says, I just have to go in for a few minutes. I have to sign some papers and show my face. I'll be, it won't be more than an hour. And he says, Mom, what if there's a tornado? And she said, not in winter. You know, I mean, this is in Chicago and there's snow on the ground, right? Uh, what about social unrest? I don't think so, she says. He says, how about boredom? I hear it's deadly in old folks. It's true. Goodbye, sweetie. You know, she's backing out of the room. What about crooks? Ah. But she says, that's not a problem during the day, sweetie. This is a very safe neighborhood. The doors are locked. You have my numbers. Look, I'll be home soon. And in one latch-ditch effort... Little Alex says, but mom, what about dragons, giant spiders, mummies, the living dead, and other figments of my imagination? And she said, Alex, I can't help you there. Only you can control your imagination. And he says, that's a scary thought. It is a scary thought to be left all alone. It brings us fear. And that's kind of what the disciples were facing right now. And Jesus' last farewell discourse that goes from John chapter 14 to John chapter 16, Jesus is telling them, I'm going to be leaving you. I'm going to be leaving you. I'm going to be crucified. I'm going to be buried. I'm going to rise again. I'm going to ascend to the Father. I'm, it's going to be okay. But I can see their little faces like little Alex, eight-year-old Alex, chicken-spotted face I could see them saying, but Jesus, where are you going? And Jesus said, I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again and take you to myself so that where I am, there you can be also. But Jesus, can we go with you? And Jesus said, no, where I'm going, you can't come right now. And they said, well, how long will you be gone? And Jesus said, well, a little while and you'll no longer see me. And then again, another little while, you'll see me. But Jesus, who will take care of us? And Jesus said, I'll ask the Father and he will give you another advocate to be with you forever. But Jesus, what about dragons and giant spiders and mummies and the living dead and other figments of our imagination? Because we still have a vivid imagination of all the things that could possibly happen to us, right? Don't we? Is it just me? Am I the only one that does, imagines things? And I don't know. Jesus might have said something like this. That's really not going to be a problem. That's not going to be a problem because your children and your heirs, and I'm going to leave you something. I'm leaving you an inheritance so you don't have to worry. What's Jesus going to leave them? That's something to ponder for us today because, I mean, I could read you many verses in the Bible that talk about this, but I'm just going to share one with you. And here's why we're pondering it today. Romans 8, 17 says that we're God's children. And if we're children, then we're also heirs. And then if we're heirs, we're fellow heirs with Christ. We're heirs. We have an inheritance. So the inheritance that Jesus leaves to the disciples in John chapter 14, he also leaves to us. Are you ready to hear about your inheritance? It's like reading a will or something. Are you all ready? You don't look excited. You should be. It's exciting. Okay, here's what your inheritance includes. It includes the constant presence of Christ. Verse 23 Jesus said, those who, who love me keep my word. My Father will love them, and we will make our home with them. We'll make our home with them. 
The Greek word for home in, in chapter 14, verse 23, is only found two places in the Bible. It's the Greek word moan, M-O-N-E. And here's what it means. It means habitation or abode. It's sometimes translated mansion. And the reason I'm telling you all that is because all of you have probably heard verse 2, the other place that it's used in the Bible, where Jesus said, in my Father's house are many, what? Mansions, abodes, dwelling places. I've brought some props today. Um, And uh, this is just to help you to remember. Here's the first one. Jesus said, I'm making my home with you. I'm making my mansion with you always. Right? I'm making my home with you. And this is so important. This is such good news. And, but you say, well, Pastor Sam, there's a, there's a caveat there. You know, he says, if you love me and, keep my, and, and you keep my words, and I don't always keep the Lord's words perfectly. I don't do it and you don't do it, but to keep his words means more than just to simply obey his words because nobody obeys his words perfectly all the time. To keep his words means to hold them dear and to treasure them and to preserve them and to protect them. It's, yes, obey them, but, but it's beyond obedience. It's beyond simply obedience to what Jesus says. It's more than that. And how can I say there, it, that it's more than that? Because, well, I could give you an example. You can literally hate somebody's words, but still obey them because you're afraid of punishment. You want to avoid punishment, right? Have any of y'all ever had a mean teacher that you hated their words, but you did what they wanted you to do anyway because you were scared not to? Anybody but me? I'm thinking of my fifth grade teacher now. I'm not mentioning her name, but... Oh. But Jesus said, love me, love my words, hold them dear, treasure them, preserve them. You see, to keep Jesus' words means that I always hold them dear. I always want to do what he says. I always want to follow his words because I love him and I love his words Loving Jesus' words and holding them dear go hand in hand. Loving Jesus and loving his words go hand in hand. And all of that goes hand in hand with the constant presence, the abode, the mansioning that Jesus makes with us. That's our inheritance. Jesus is always there. Isn't that great news? Because don't you feel alone a lot of the times? Don't you know somebody that feels all alone right now that maybe doesn't realize that Jesus is always there? Another part of our inheritance is the promise of the Holy Spirit. In verse 26, Jesus says, I'm sending another advocate. Two weeks from today is Pentecost Sunday, one of my favorite Sundays of the year. Pastor Andy, you like Pentecost Sunday? He's excited, I can tell. He's always excited. But Pentecost Sunday, I love Pentecost Sunday. It celebrates the coming of the Holy Spirit. Jesus calls the Holy Spirit the advocate or the helper or the comforter. It's the word, and I've got another prop, y'all. Don't roll your eyes. Okay, the Greek word for the Holy Spirit is paraclete. And I brought a paraclete's. P-A-R-A-C-L-E-T-E is the word paraclete. You didn't know I was going to do that, did you? (laughs) Okay, paraclete. The paraclete is one who is called alongside to help. That's what it means. One who is called alongside to help. It's, It's really a courtroom term. And that's why it's sometimes translated advocate or sometimes translated counselor. It's a courtroom term. The Holy Spirit comes alongside us to help us, to speak to us 
uh, on Jesus' behalf to teach us and remind us what Jesus has said and to testify on Jesus' behalf to us. The Holy Spirit comes alongside us to help us. And somebody in the early service said, said Pastor Sam, uh, a paracletes will, will help you to stand your ground. And I thought, you know, that'll preach. I, I'm going to use that in the 11 o'clock service. So thank you, Becky, for, for telling me that. Um, but the Holy Spirit, not just coming alongside to help us and to be our advocate, to be our counselor, to be our comforter, but also to empower us to do the things that Jesus has said to do, to follow Jesus' words, to do more than just love them, but to follow them, to empower us to do what Jesus said to do. Because we need help, don't we? Don't we need help? I'll give you a, a, an example of that. John chapter 13, Jesus said, A new commandment I have given unto you, that you love one another as I have loved you. And by this, all will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. Love one another as I have loved you. Now, let's be brutally honest. Some people are hard to love. Do not look at the person sitting beside you. It won't go well. No. But seriously, though, some people are, are, are difficult, and, and it's hard for you to, and you're going to say, if I'm going to love them like Jesus said to love them, I'm going to need some help, because all I want to do now is just smack them upside the head, so Jesus, you're going to have to help me. And so, good news, that's what the Holy Spirit, the one called alongside to help, does. Romans 5, 5 says that God's love is poured into our hearts by the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. When your heart feels empty of love toward that unlovable person, the Holy Spirit can fill it up. And you could say, God, love me through, love them through, love them through me because I can't do it on my own. The Holy Spirit, the paraclete, the other thing that Jesus said he's leaving his disciples, he leaves us, is his peace, the peace of Christ. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. Do not let them be afraid. Now, when you look up the word peace in the lexicon, which is what I do, by the way, I don't know all of these Greek words. I, you can pull it up on your phone right now. You'll find that the word peace there means a state of untroubled well-being, a state of rest in your heart. This is my last, this is my last prop today. These two I got at the thrift store. This one I didn't know. This is, this is my, my piece where I keep this on my desk all the time because it reminds me of the peace in my heart. Uh, this is the inheritance that Jesus gives to us. If you look that word up, it's irene, it's the peace that Christ leads us. If you look that up, you'll find that it doesn't just give you the definition. It gives you the opposite of what peace is. The opposite of what this state of, of untroubled rest of the heart is. The opposite of that, because one of the ways we understand something is by understanding what the opposite of it is. The opposite of, of peace that Jesus offers us is actually what the world offers us. And it, it's things like the sword or violence, division, uh, the word guile, which we don't use much today, but it means deceit, commotion and confusion. What I'm leaving you, Jesus said, is the opposite of that. Because the world's going to give you that. Have you watched the news today? Uh, violence, division, deceit, commotion, and confusion. I'm not giving you that. I'm giving you a state of untroubled peace of heart. Okay. The world also gives a kind of counterfeit peace, right? A kind of counterfeit peace. Not real peace like Jesus gives, but a counterfeit peace that looks like this. It looks like escape, escape, in, in, including numbing ourselves by self-medicating ourselves, just escape or avoidance. 
like Scarlett O'Hara said, I'm not going to think about this today, I'll think about it tomorrow. Or just plain old ignoring the truth, just pretending it's not there. That kind of peace, the worldly kind of peace, listen, cannot survive what we face in our times today. That kind of peace cannot survive deep sorrow. It can't survive real danger. It can't survive the suffering that the world brings to us. Because, I mean, for a little while, you can escape, you know? For a little while, you can. For a little while, you can avoid the subject. A, a little while, you can, you can even ignore it and pretend it's not there for a little while. It doesn't last long. It won't stand up. But the peace of Christ will because it's a state of heart it's a state of heart that's untroubled and a state of well-being and a state of rest in our hearts in spite of circumstances it will stand up to deep sorrow it will stand up to real pain and and real hurt so that kind of peace and you'll say well pastor Sam Give me some of that because I need it, right? I do too. It passes all understanding. How can we have something like that? We can only have it because we're God's children and we're heirs. We didn't work for it or earn it. It's given to us. It's our inheritance. It's our inheritance. Some of you know that um, I've been going to my mom's uh, home lately to help take care of her and uh, Tammy's been going over there too and we're um, we were over there last weekend and last weekend when I was over there I, I got my mom a present I went by tractor supply and got her an old farmer's almanac y'all know what an almanac is and the reason I went by and got it for her is because we were sitting there talking about how my grandmother planted her garden using the almanac. She is time to plant the beans. She planted the beans. When the moon was going to be full or whatever. The almanac, y'all, has a lot of information in there. It's still pretty cool. It's been around since the 1700s. And it's, it's, it's really cool. So I got, I got this almanac. And I gave it to my mom. She was so thrilled to get that almanac. And we sat in her little den... And she opened up the first page of that almanac and she said, hey, hey, listen to this. There are only two days of the year when nothing can be done. And I thought she was about to tell me when plant garden or something like that. And I said, well, what two days are those, mama? And she kept on reading and she said, one is called yesterday and one is called tomorrow. <laughs> Today is the right day to love, to believe, to do, and to live. And I said, man, I didn't think there was anything that deep in the farmer's almanac, you know? But it's so true, it's exactly right. Two days you can't do anything about, you can't do anything about yesterday, you can't do anything about tomorrow, but today... Today, you can fully live into your inheritance. Today, today you can say yes to Christ's offer for abiding forever with you. Today, you can ask God to pour out the Holy Spirit, the paraclete inside of you today. Regardless of what else is going on, you can have the peace, Jesus' peace, where it counts the most. Heart deep. Heart deep. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for opening the door wide, for inviting us all to be your children even as pastor andy said last week unexpected people in unexpected places you invite and you say come and be my children and i will leave you my presence my strong presence i will leave you the holy spirit i will leave you my peace thank you lord and help us to not only remember that
but to live fully into it today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So our closing hymn is the gift of love. It's, it's number 408. I invite you to stand with me as you're able and sing as you're able. Number 408. And now may the peace of Christ that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.